Listening to the Noise Canceling Pod, the podcast about streamlining life, encouraging discourse, and maximizing your mind. Hosted by Frank Boyce and Axel Clark. Welcome back, everyone, to the Noise Canceling Pod. I'm Frank Boyce. And this is Axel Clark. We are glad to have you here for episode 36, did we decide? I think, yeah, I think we're on 36. 36. It's been it's been a minute since uh, I think the last December. So, uh, Axel, what have you been up to, man? Uh, so, uh, I got two two things that uh, I've done or been working on since then. So, the first is me. I went on my honeymoon. So, me and Anna went to Argentina, and highly recommended, especially in February where it was summertime down there. So, we went to Buenos Aires, uh, Iguazu Falls, which was amazing. It was hmm. humongous. I uh, went to the wine country, and then we went to Gualeguaychú, which is where they have their national carnival festival. So, good two-week trip, highly recommended. Lots of steak, cheese, vegetables. Uh, like I love the food down there. So, that was uh, we went on that since since our last podcast. And then the other thing I I uh, was talking to you before the show, I my brother was working on a homework uh, uh, his one of his student projects. For programming and he was working on a iPhone app so I started like researching and getting into how iPhone app works and then I recently uh, converted an old web app I made that tracks the train status for the Washington Metro subway system or Metro system and converted it to iPhone so I was working on that and I figured what the heck let me see if I can get it into the uh, app store and so i just got that in the app store like a, maybe like a month ago that's awesome we'll, we'll uh have to link in the description uh of the podcast and get a few more downloads on that yeah it's well it's <laughs> kind of fun because if it well if you're in dc it's, it should be useful if you ride the metro i made it so that it's you just get a fast update so there's not a lot of frills but if you're just a commuter that always goes to the same metro stop like it's just very fast to get the update so that was like the concept when i made it yeah, I thought it looked really straightforward. I downloaded it, and even though I don't believe I've ever ridden on the DC Metro, I still I still could understand what you were going for. Yeah. How about you? What have you been up to? Well, I think the last time we recorded, we were still living in our friend's basement. So since then, we have actually moved into a house. And so I no longer Studio B for the bathroom <laughs> or Studio C for the closet. Nice. Congratulations. I actually yeah. just saw either a post, I think a blog post, that the secret to... Uh, good podcast audio is recorded in your closet. I, I could totally see that. I mean, as the listeners know, my audio quality is always top notch. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and then I think the only other update since then is uh, I restarted my Turkish language acquisition. Okay. And uh, before we went to Colorado last week, but before then I had a 39 day streak on Duolingo going. What's your long-term plan for that? Do you plan on going back, or how are you going to actually use it? I, I don't know. I mean, I think it's 
it's a language I would like to keep going uh, in case there's an opportunity to maybe move back there in the future. But you know, obviously with everything going on there right now, it wouldn't be wouldn't be a good time to go. But um, the company I work for now actually does have a, you know a significant office over in Istanbul, so it, it could okay. be a potential long term. Yeah. All right. So our topic for tonight, and I I suggested it because I wanted to ease us back in, um, is how we consume media. And, you know, I I wanted to call this episode No News is Good News because I don't want to talk about how we consume the news at all. I don't want to touch on the news. I don't really want to even get into what's going on at all. But I do want to talk about, you know, for your entertainment, for learning, um, you know, where do you go for that? Where, Where do you consume your current media? I know, I, I think it was either in our pre-ep, like our episode zero, or episode one, we were talking about how that was going to be kind of a focus of the show, and I, I, I don't think we've ever circled back to it, so uh, I just wanted to dedicate a, a micropod to one of our initial thesi, is, is that what a, a plural of a thesis is? Am I, let's go, for, let's go let's with go it. Let's go with it. Yeah. All, right. All right, so I think for me, the two biggest things outside of news that I consume are blogs and then podcasts. So blogs, I'll read on my phone or computer. And I have an app called InnoReader that's like that's an RSS feed. So I use mm-hmm. that tied to the different blogs that I follow. And then podcasts, I listen to those on the way to work. Gotcha. And so for the blogs, you get automatic updates when, when there's new posts? Yes. Yeah, I, I usually nice. just go to this InnoReader, which... Uh, shows the new articles when they come out so I don't have to click around to the different websites. Nice. Also link in description for that as well. Okay, we'll add that in. Because I haven't haven't actually used that before. I'd like to see that. So what all do you get from blog? Like what kind of blogs are you reading on a normal basis? Uh, So a couple of the main blogs I read, there's a guy named Cal Newport. He talks about, uh, well, a lot of it is about minimizing your use of digital like digital distractions mm-hmm. so i read that blog seth godin I'm, do you have you listened to him or read him a yeah. whole lot okay yep. so i usually his blogs are very short so i'll like read through some of his blogs which are on marketing but really it's more his blogs he focuses on marketing but it's on leadership marketing all kinds of different topics and then have you ever read farnham street i gotta get no. you into that i don't think so so it's kind of a blog about learning and it mainly focuses on mental models. So mm-hmm. different ways of thinking uh, about problems. And they have a, a lot of times the guy will read some books and then he'll kind of give a short summary of the book and then tie it into some, some of the other things that he's read. And then the last one I have is Derek Sivers. He just has interesting stuff on kind of a... Uh, contrarian approach to uh, like living your life so I think he has some interesting blog posts he doesn't post a lot but and he also gives summaries of books that he's read nice yeah I'm I'm a subscriber to Seth Seth's blog so I get that every morning yeah but there that's that's kind of an interesting format that he's taken where some days it's very short form and some days it, it has a little bit more meat to it, but it's always very digestible and coherent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then I think maybe one a week I save that I want to go back and like read it later. But yeah. 
do you feel like a daily blog takes away from how effective it is? I don't think so. I, I mean, I'm not saying, I actually don't read it every single day. Sometimes I won't read any of these blogs. I'll just kind of catch up maybe like twice a week. So I'll just go through two or th- like three to four. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. What about you? I mean, I guess I was just thinking from the like the daily vlogger aspect where like sometimes when people are putting up new videos all the time, you just you lose out on some perspective on how awesome the content may be mm. just because how much is coming, you know, just how much you can actually absorb. Yeah. I wonder but if it would I, be different with like a because the thing about his stuff is it's short enough you can read in five minutes or mm-hmm. even less than that. I mean, sometimes you can read it in one minute. So. I think maybe because it's so short, but if I think that for a podcast, maybe you could get, you could release it too frequently to where I just like start, I can't listen to all of them. So I start deleting the ones that don't look interesting. People would just get lost in our amazing daily content. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Yeah, I agree. So every five months seems to be about the right, right amount. (laughs) Leave them wanting more. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's awesome. So, the, so you mentioned blog. What podcasts are you are you mainly listening to? So I listen to a, a bunch of programming podcasts. My favorite podcast is The Bike Shed. It's mm-hmm. just a general programming podcast. And then I kind of rotate around Hardcore History and Common Sense by Dan Carlin. And then Tim Ferriss, Joe Rogan, this guy named Thaddeus Russell, and then Bill Simmons. I had quit so, listening to Bill Simmons and then recently I kind of started listening a little bit more. Yeah, he's been kind of hit or miss the last few months. Who's Thaddeus Russell? So this guy is a philosopher, and he he also has like very contrarian views. That mm-hmm. and he brings on some interesting guests. My, my favorite podcast of his recently was I can't remember what the guy's name is, but have you seen the? I think it's a Netflix documentary on the cult that was in Oregon. I've heard about it. Yeah. So one of the guys who was on there is this lawyer who's like a very successful lawyer then joined the cult and he's still like, he's basically still a believer. And it was just amazing listening to this guy's perspective. Because a lot of what he's like, a lot of the ideas that this cult have, like I think they're good ideas, but maybe like taken to the extreme, they were not effective or something. But it was interesting to hear this dude, this guy, talk about it for a long time and uh, give his, what he thought about the experience he had there. Interesting. Is that uh, unregistered with that? Yeah, unregistered. Okay, gotcha. Just subscribed. Yeah, all right. Some cool. of the stuff you're like, what is this guy talking about? So, but I think it's good to hear, it for, hear a, in some ways a completely different perspective. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. I think that's that's kind of the most important thing I feel like for at least a a partial amount of what you're consuming is is a counterpoint to just your your standard viewpoint. Yeah. Get something a little bit different. So how about you what uh what are you listening to or what are you watching? So I mean I would say podcast wise I'm I'm pretty standard white American nerd. I, I love ninety nine percent invisible. Okay. If you, if you haven't checked that one out, that one's pretty good. Um, 
I like the. Uh, have you ever listened to BBC World Service documentarian podcast? No. That one's pretty good. Um, I'm trying to think what else I've been into. I've I've been listening to fewer podcasts, if I'm being honest with you lately. Reply All is actually. Have you ever listened mm. to that one? I listened to a couple of those. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like the the more nerdy ones you would be super into. Yeah, I'll have, and, I may have uh, to go back to Reply All. They've they've had some really good ones lately, actually. Um, that's that's probably my favorite podcast right now, actually. When do you listen to podcasts? When I'm driving to work. Okay, yeah, that's when I listen to them also. And then Revisionist History is also. A, I'm gonna have to look at that one. I haven't seen it. Great. It's it's in more like a season format, so. It's in the second season, Malcolm Gladwell. Okay. Um, really. It's been really good this year, actually. What about audiobooks? Like podcast on, versus audiobook? I, I've kind of, I've been out on audiobooks for a while. Um, unless I'm on like a really extended road trip, I, I feel like I don't really enjoy consuming a book at a slower pace like I, I would have 30 minutes to listen to it on my my way to work mm-hmm. but for whatever reason I just uh I don't know I, I can't get into it and I think if it was in um like a podcast format where like every every week two chapters of a book were released mm. like then I probably would be able to get into it if it was more like serialized where not necessarily I was waiting for it but like if it was if it was like automatically downloaded to my phone of a new book, I think yeah. I would be totally into that. And actually, I was talking to Trevor about that um, a couple of weeks ago. I was <laughs> posing a book idea to him, and that was his suggestion. Instead of writing a book, make it into an audio podcast. Oh, hmm, that's a good idea. Yeah. I, so. For whatever reason, I'm with you on the... I have not got into audiobooks. It's... For some reason, the blog format, like I'm, it's easier for me to follow. Mm-hmm. And I, with the books, I, I lose track or I can't follow it as well. Or yeah. I get frustrated with it not moving along fa- as fast as I could read it. I also think it's a little bit like with Uber versus taxis, where like if I want to listen to a podcast, it's so easy on my phone just to have it automated. And if I want to watch YouTube videos or listen to YouTube videos or listen to a Netflix show while I'm driving to work, it's so easy. Whereas if I need to do an audiobook, like I need to go out and find it or go out and buy it or download it, a different library app to get a free one. Like right. it just, it just seems like the, the barrier for entry is infinitely higher than the ease of downloading a podcast. Do you think though that at the end of the year, so Nana listens to books like crazy so she's probably already this year she's gone through like 12 books do you think at the end of the year if you could look back and say i listened to like 20 books versus i don't know 50 podcast episodes do you think that like the 20 books would have more value than the 50 podcast episodes oh 100 percent. yeah i mean it's it's all about making good habits i'm sure reading some classic books would be far superior to me watching YouTube or listening to a YouTube video while I'm driving to work. Like those, a lot of it is just an entertainment value Mm. issue and my own personal laziness of not starting a good habit of, you know, finding an actual good app for audiobooks and sticking with it. No, I I told, I think that's an awesome point. 
but still, <laughs> there is <laughs> yeah. that initial barrier, and I still do want that entertainment, especially like on the drive home. I don't really want to put in some Charles Dickens on the way home. Right. Hmm, I, I I may go back and attempt to get some get start a book and see how it goes. I agree. I'll I'll commit myself to doing that this week. But I will say, so I mean, kind of back to my my whole thing, even audiobooks compared to podcasts, I would say YouTube compared to podcasts has been losing out for me lately. Um, especially like watching some of the late night shows, just listening to their content, listening to like last week tonight on YouTube on my drive to work. Um, and then even like some super brain dumpy, like car content talking about, <laughs> talking about cars. Um, I've been watching a lot of those YouTube videos lately too. So when you say you you listen to them on the way to work, do you just like start playing on your phone and then just set it down or something? Well, I have it like in the the navigation setting up on my console. Okay. But I just have it playing minimized on YouTube. Okay. So it's not completely unsafe, but it's. Uh, do you feel like you lose a lot because you don't have the video? There's some video like. There's like, uh, have you ever heard of Ewan Olson? No. He was like a extreme skier. Okay. He still is an extreme skier, but not not nearly as famous for skiing as his vlogging anymore. Okay. Um, but he has like a a really great. It's like probably every three days he has a video come out, but it's very visual. And like the cool part about the vlog is how well it's shot and the cinematography. Okay. And and the audio quality. So. It, I don't watch very many of those in the car okay. just because it, it loses it. But a lot of the car content, like they're just talking about vehicles or they're right. just talking about different news in the car industry. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you don't really lose very much by not having the visual element. Got you. I think that I could do that with programming conferences. A lot of times they'll video the, the talks that people give. And sometimes like the slides aren't adding a whole lot that you could probably just listen to them. Yep. I just haven't done it. For sure. But you're big into you're big into vloggers or you're more interested in vloggers recently. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know what it, and it's not like it's not like that about their daily life. It's a lot of them are pretty interesting in terms of how it's shot and what they talk about. So like Casey Neistat, one guy I was showing you before is named Dan Mace, which I'm sure a lot of you have heard about, but um he just has some cool blogs, vlogs. Like he had one recently about micro travel and he, he traveled the length of Broadway in New York city and recorded all the sounds and then worked with a, uh, a producer in Manhattan to make this pretty cool beat in my opinion. Yeah. I listened to it. It was, it, that was cool to, to bring in the different sounds of like birds flapping and, uh, the people singing, buses yeah. growing by. It was, yeah. yeah, it was cool. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just kind of the new interesting media in general where, you know, it's not a TV show. Some of them aren't necessarily even vlogs, you know, like it's a specific topic and it's almost like this this mini movie that they're making um, sometimes on a daily or weekly basis that, you know, has a, a very specific storyline that's not just about them going out and buying juice, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, like it, it has an actual point to it. So, but it's... It's interesting because of the level of creativity that people can have with it, I think. Yeah. And it does it keeps me much more engaged than than even some T V series where right. 
not that it's predictable, but you, you kind of see where this general thread is going throughout. So do you manage your feed in, in YouTube or how do you not go down a big rabbit hole once you get into YouTube? I mean, I, I think what's interesting is it's, it's very similar to like how you're going to follow a series on Netflix. Like you're, okay. you're kind of finding these creators that you, you think are interesting. There's this one, it's called Tula's Endless Summer. And it's just this couple that they have probably twice a week vlogs about their sailing. And so every mm. year they sail from New York all the way down to the Bahamas. Um, and then they spend about four months in the Bahamas and then they sail all the way back to Manhattan. Um, or I guess it's Long Island. Um, but they, they spend the whole year on their boat mm-hmm. with their dog. And it's just, it's just interesting. Like they have different adventures and they talk about the actual sailing conditions or they talk about like how they're, they're harvesting different food from the ocean. Hmm. And so like it's, it's part education, part entertainment and part kind of, you know, watching these people's lives. Yeah. And the visual, like the cameras that people are using now are amazing. Like the colors are so awesome. And then I think the one you showed me, like the editing is, they're very good at the editing as well. It's amazing. I mean, it's kind of like what, and this is going to sound a little braggadocious on our part, but it's, it's kind of like how we're talking about the audio for this podcast being, you know, as good as many of the other quote professional podcasts that are out there. Like what is available and how well people, like you said, how well people can edit anymore, even just with a Mac. It's just, it's crazy. It really is crazy. And like you said, I mean, you buy a $600 drone, you have a couple thousand dollars in camera equipment, and you can shoot, in my opinion, what looks better than a lot of movies. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And it was what what's way more interesting than a movie, honestly, the way that the way that the quick edits and the way that they can tell a story so quickly without having to have these huge 30 second cinematic (laughs) spans of the environment. So it's just really kind of amazing. So if you were going to give like three recommend, if people wanted to go check out vloggers, who are the people that you would say, Hey, check these people out first. That's a good question. Um, Definitely you and Olson. Um, okay. How do you spell his name? It's J O N. Okay. O L S S O N. Okay. And then Dan Mace. That's M A C E. And then, like I said, that third one that's pretty cool um, is Tula's Endless Summer. How do you spell that? T U L A. Apostrophe S, Endless Summer. Okay. And then one really recent one, (laughs) Will Smith uh, started having a YouTube feed. I think Mm -hmm. it was like a month ago, and it's actually really good. Okay. Which I would not have expected. Yeah. So. All right. Some good recommendations. Yeah. I'm trying to think. So I had one other question for today. And it was, at what age were you, do you think you were the most creative? Or are yes. you the most creative? Yeah. So I thought about this. And you would think that it would be in your teens or your early 20s. But I really think that it, for me it has been in my 30s. Because in my... 
in my teens, like I was worried about studying and sports and different activities, but I don't think I was producing anything mm-hmm. or making anything. And only when I got into my thirties and that maybe even it started maybe with when I learned how to DJ, uh, in my pretty much right when I turned 30. And then since then podcasting and programming where I've actually started producing and making things or creating things. So I think mm-hmm. I, for me, it has been in my thirties, which probably is counter to what you would think for most people. Yeah. I would be curious to know, do you feel like that's where you, you reached a level of, um, self-confidence or I guess the opposite side of that is just complete lack of fear. That's possible. That's very possible that I was no longer afraid of putting something out there. Yeah. Cause I think like looking back at, you know, some of the creative projects I've been a part of, I, I think for me, I never really had a lot of fear. Like I just, I made some garbage (laughs) when I was younger, for sure. I made some interesting things, but I think as my self-awareness has grown and like the understanding of what I'm producing, I, I think I, I would agree with you. I think I'm, I'm still getting more creative. Um, but in a way, like you said, where I can actually create something that is a, maybe a little bit higher quality. Yeah. Thinking but back I, now, now that we're thinking about this, I realized that there was, when I was in grade school, me and my buddy D wrote a song and then I can't remember even how we had music behind it. It was terrible, <laughs> but we, we did record it onto a tape. I would love to find that tape. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> I think that the song, really good. I think the song was called Animalistic Tendencies. Oh, and okay. it was, uh, it was when I was listening to like Tool and Rage Against the Machine. So it was in that, uh interesting <laughs> in that type of genre animalistic tendencies tendencies yeah. yeah did you did you ever read the movie that i wrote in college i think i read through it once i think you did uh, it was not very good I'll, I'll be the first to admit that but i, I do think I, there's an element of just raw creativity that you have as a kid but I'm I'm with you. I th- I think as you kind of peg down your interest and understand them more and and have better schemas for what you can do with those things, I really do think there's a lot of opportunity if you give yourself the time and the energy to go after those that you can be super creative when you're in your 30s. Yeah. Or I, or older. Yeah, and I think that like the people around me when I was growing up weren't doing a ton of like producing different things. Mm-hmm. People were worried about just like getting their schoolwork done, but we yeah. weren't really like writing just for the purposes of being creative. And I think now, I mean, back to our other point about how available technology is and how, how far a lot of these things have come. Like you can produce amazing things with a pretty low barrier of entry. Yeah. I just thought of another thing. So when we moved to Turkey, I started a blog. That was probably the first thing that that I uh, started publishing or started doing anything like that. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah, us too, actually. I remember we did a whole photo shoot with Turkish pants and <laughs> <laughs> and sold Turkish pants online, actually. Did you really? Yeah, we did. <laughs> How many did you sell? Um, I think it was less than 10, but it was... Okay. But, but you did sell more some. than more than four, yeah. Wow, and so like you got their measurements and then went downtown and had it made. Um, well, I guess I you think, don't really need measurements, but you got I think, the. I think we had like large, large. Um, I don't even think we had large or small. I think it was just men's and women's. Okay. And we that had like sense. a specific pattern for women's, and like I think it was just black, black yeah. or blue for men. But there was one person who ordered multiple pairs. And you were shipping them back to the States? <laughs> no comment. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Cannot confirm <laughs> confirm how the shipping was done. Yeah. But yeah, so no, I, I don't know. I've, I feel like there's a lot of room for creativity, but so often I, I feel like some of mine is stifled just with life and busyness right now. But yeah, definitely. I think that is the as, well, when you have kids and you have all these other life things that come up, I think that probably there's not as much time, maybe. So that's why people, when they get later in life, have a harder time. Yeah, I mean, I think I don't think you can necessarily lose it though. I th- I think you just need to continue to nurture creativity and set aside space for for creative solution. I think even in like my job, like sometimes mm. I will, I will set time aside during the day to work on projects that, um, they're not necessarily creative, but they, they require a different mindset where, you know, I'm actually trying to solve a problem in a way that we haven't looked at before. Yeah. And I think that's really what we need to do or what I need to do more just in my own life is, you know, just, sit and and think about you know what is something i would be passionate about creating yeah. and and what would it look like to set the amount of time set the amount of time aside necessary to actually make that something good yeah i'm so i'm reading this book called the effective executive by peter drucker mm-hmm. and his second chapter talks about like time and that that's the the most important resource for an executive and there's a couple of stories about how well first he talks about there's uh, if you're trying to write a memo that's complicated it's going to take you five it's going to take you five or six hours like it's Mm -hmm. better to set aside five a block of five or six hours than trying to write like 15 minutes a pop for two weeks because by the end of the two weeks you'll have almost nothing because it's hard to like get in the frame of mind and get back on track so he recommends at least setting aside like 90 minutes during certain times during the week, if you want mm-hmm. to do a big, important, challenging, complex project. 90 minutes. I like that because you know you're going to get distracted for at least the first 15 yeah. minutes. Yeah, so it. I think I usually was doing 60, but now I, I'm going to try to block 90 because I think you're right that you're going to get a, a late start and probably get pulled out early. So if you get if you only put it at 60, then yep. you may only end up with 30 minutes. So. Yeah, and then you'll probably get a call the the other end of it too. So yeah, I I agree with the ninety minutes. That's a that's a good tip right there. Cool. Anything else you want to cover? No, I think that I think that's it for today. Well, everyone, we are happy to be back. I think Axel and I have both recommitted ourselves to some more pods throughout the summer. 
we each have a uh, new studio space. Things are going pretty well for you, right, Axel? Yeah, that's right. I was telling you before, I felt like I, when I was getting my microphone out and getting everything set up, I felt like I was suiting up for a basketball game. I was all excited. I totally agree. <laughs> I was getting pumped up, too. Yeah, well, that's awesome. Well, um, with that, I'm, I'm going to sign off. I'm Frank Boyce. And this is Axel Clark. So go check out some of those vloggers that uh, we'll put the, the uh, names and links in the show notes. Go check them out. Have a great week, everyone.